You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Good evening. Thank you for listening. This is episode 42 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 24th of June. The headlines over the last couple of days have been dominated by speculation that the partnership between Frankie Dettori and John Gosden had come to an end. In a statement made this evening by Gosden, he confirmed to the Racing Post that he and Dottori will be taking a sabbatical from their working relationship. Rumours had started after Gosden criticised Frankie's tactics aboard Stradivarius in last week's Gold Cup, and yesterday's declarations revealed that Frankie would not be aboard the Gosden runners this weekend. This is a partnership that was reborn when Golden Horn won the derby back in 2015, propelling Dottori back into the big time. And the success that they have gone on to since has been remarkable, with the likes of Cracksman, Enable, Palace Pier, Stradivarius, just to mention a few. We of course heard from Frankie's agent Peter Burrell on this podcast this morning, at which point he felt he already knew the partnership was over and spoke of what Frankie will do next. Well, regroup. Uh, he's riding in Istanbul on Sunday and he's got a ride at Newmarket on Saturday, I think, hasn't he? So just regroup. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out there that won't be watching him sitting in a weighing room and only too happy to put him up on their horses. Do you think he's got an appetite to regroup and start riding for other people and kick 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 start that how much energy he's got yeah 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 absolutely he's he's absolutely fired up um and as we know we've had several peaks and several troughs and that's when he's at his most dangerous and you know he'll come out fighting he's he's much tougher than people think Peter Burrell has since spoken to Dave Yates this evening and said that Frankie is understandably absolutely gutted and wishes the yard well. On Wednesday, we learnt of the sad passing of Alec Head at the age of 97, a key figure in French racing since 1949. When he began his training career, he went on to have huge success as a trainer, owner and breeder, as the Racing Post Jonathan Harding explained on Thursday's episode. I'd say what strikes the most is just the array of races that he won we produced a cv on our website and i was scrolling and scrolling and it didn't end i mean he's just won so many classics in britain france and ireland he's won the arc four times as a trainer he's won the king george he's won the derby over here with lavendin it was just his cv is absolutely ridiculous and he it's important to note he's not we're not just mourning the loss here of a, a key figure in french racing but a true great of the sport as a trainer then as an influential owner breeder at Le Canet, his stud where he produced Trev and he also of course produced future trainers in Cricket and Freddie who won the arc four times as a jockey and then now Christopher is a trainer as well his Freddie's son so just one of those he's a patriarch of one of the biggest and most successful racing dynasties and a huge huge loss his his record speaks for itself 
Looking ahead to this weekend, the feature racing comes from the Curra in Ireland, where the Irish Derby takes centre stage on Saturday. Luckless Epsom Derby third Westover is well fancied for the race for Jugmont Farms and Rafe Beckett. However, regular pilot Rob Hornby has been replaced by Irish champion jockey Colin Keane. And Jugmont's racing manager Barry Marne explained the thinking behind this decision. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Prince Khaled's family gave us the go-ahead to run him in the Irish Derby, which we were delighted, you know, to, with the chance to bring him to Ireland for the Derby. And uh, we all sat down and, and just felt that, you know, the, the Curra is a unique track and it can the Derby can be quite tactical. So, you know, we decided that, you know, experience on the track was going to be important. So uh, we've taken the decision to book Colin Keane, his three-time Irish champion jockey, um, to ride him on Saturday um, and there's no arrangement in place you know it's it's at the minute it's for Saturday and you know we'll review it after that with Prince Khaled's family but uh, you know you, you don't get much more experienced around the Curra than Colin Keane at the minute. I mean I know there's no formal arrangement but is it one of those things where if Colin Keane's available you will sort of edge towards him because of your own history with him and, and obviously he rode uh, Siskin for you in in, in, in Irish classic success? Ah, look, we we you know we're we're using the best available, and you've seen last week, you know, Frankie and Ryan Moore rode for us, uh, and Colin rode for us. So you know, it is a case of using the best available, and as we've seen, a lot of a lot of the top jockeys have retainers, and they're hard to get uh, get their services a lot of the time. So it's it's good to have Colin there uh, to stand in for us when we need him. Um, and look, Rob, uh, you know, Rob Dunner has has rode, has rode the horse beautifully. I thought he gave him a beautiful ride in Epsom. He was very, very unlucky, and I think that's exactly what it was, was unlucky that Stahl too, you know, has has the hoodoo of never producing a derby winner. And the reason why it's never produced a derby winner is, you know, what happened to Westover in Epsom is what happens. You know, you're on the fence and horses come down on top of you and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, but I thought he gave him a beautiful ride and, in fairness to Rob, he's rode him all his work and he, he rode him again uh, yesterday morning in his last bit of work and he's been a brilliant team player. Uh, and um, uh, he's obviously going to be be very disappointed. Have you have you made it clear to him that, that he may well get back on the horse again? Yeah, yeah. No, Rafe has sat down and he's had a good talk with him and look, you know, he, he he's disappointed. Of course he's disappointed, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, we're definitely not saying he, he won't be getting back on the horse again. As I say, this is a... Uh, a one-time thing for the Curra at the minute and we'll see how Saturday goes and you know we, the family will review it then after the weekend and see what they want to do going forward. And looking at the, the likely opponents it seems as though Aidan O'Brien is going to supplement the Oaks winner Tuesday for the race. What what was your reaction when you heard that? Yeah sure look I was... I, I, I was you can be honest Barry it's fine. My, 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 heart, my heart skipped a beat if I'm honest but anyway look it's a derby it's phenomenal prize money, you know, it's a group one classic. You want the best turning up. And and there's no better than, than Tuesday, you know, she's she's twice she's a classic winner, a classic place. Uh she looks a very talented filly. She's gonna get three pound uh, allowance, which is gonna make it tough and I think it's gonna set it up to be a very, very strong race. And what's the what's the weather like in Ireland this week? Are you expecting it to be a, a fairly a, a decent decent ground Irish derby? Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, they're they're giving a little bit of rain later in the week, but it looks like it's going to be good, good to firm ground. You know, I don't think there's there's no chance 
at the minute from what we're seeing there's no chance of being soft so I think the ground is set fair to be fair for everyone and it'll be nice summer ground. David Benoisier took in the cocked hat stakes at Goodwood last time with Lionel and then opted to bypass the Epsom edition and head straight here. So Nick called up with David earlier in the week to get an update on the horse since Goodwood. But he's done great. I mean, um, I'm glad we we managed to to run and win at Goodwood, so we could uh, we could give him a, a mini break, you know, before preparing the Irish Derby. And uh, the horse has absolutely thrived, you know, since Goodwood. He's put some weight on, some um, some strength on. So uh, yeah, I genuinely couldn't be more pleased with him. He went for a race course gallop last week at Kempton and uh, and worked beautifully. So, yeah, we, we couldn't be more pleased at this stage. What do you want to see uh, in terms of how many runners there are in the race, who turns up and what the weather's going to do? I don't really mind, to be honest, you know. Um, in terms of weather, I'd like I'd like a bit of rain. I'd like the ground to be to be to be perfect, to be good, if possible, you know. Um, I, I don't think the very quick ground will be or would be a problem for him on a big galloping track. But he's still a bit green and tender, and, and I do believe that. Um, that uh, good, good, genuine good ground or good to soft ground is more preferable for that sort of, of big horses uh, because, um, uh, you know, everything doesn't happen as quick as it does on good to firm ground, basically. Mm. What, what, what sort of a workhorse is he? Can you tell he is of Group 1 ability when he, when he works at home? No, no, he just does what we ask him to do and, and uh, it's the same in the afternoon. I mean, look, he's, he's, it's very early days for him. Um, the, the talent is there. Whether he's a group one horse as we speak, uh, I don't know. It will be for him to, to, to prove himself. I think he will be one down the line. Um, he has the potential. He just, um, he is still learning. You know, he learns all the time. So he's not a, he's not an extravagant horse, but, um, we know he's got stamina. He's got, uh, he's got a bit of speed as well. So he's a very exciting horse, but whether he's more of a horse for the future than, than now, I don't know. Um, that's, that's a good question. But, um, yeah, I think, um, I think he, well, I would be surprised if he was disgracing himself uh, this weekend. Let's put it this way. And the favourite for the race is no surprise, trained by Aidan O'Brien, but more surprisingly is a filly. And that filly is Epsom Oaks heroine Tuesday. She was supplemented for this race on Tuesday. And here's what Jay Mangan thinks of her chances. There's no desert crown in here, so you may well think that Tuesday is right up to beating uh, the best of the rest. We, we will hopefully see a clash of them later in the year. But if you took Tuesday out of this race and you just said it was Westover versus Pisbadil and Lionel and whatever Aiden uh, decided to line up, it would look a little bit of a no contest barring Westover underperformed uh, and barring Pisbadil, you know, put his best foot forward and Lionel step forward from Goodwood. But you would be talking about a very short price favourite. Um, but the filly, you know, getting the three pounds, she doesn't even need that allowance to be very, very interesting here. It was her third birthday when she won the Oaks. How coincidental was that? So you've every right to think that she's going to step forward from that. But she's already taken in both guineas, placed in Newmarket and the Cara before Epsom. She's had a busy schedule, but 
obviously she's coming out of very well. The fact that they're going to supplement her for a fee of €75,000, um, it just, you know, it's 25 years on since Balanchine in 1994. It's an ambitious plan, but they want to win. Aidan O'Brien wants to win his 15th Irish Derby. What a record that is already. So it's a fascinating addition, and I think it's one that the race needed, if I'm honest. On Sunday at the Curra, the feature is the Group 1 Pretty Polly Stakes for fillies over a mile and a quarter. And Lydia Hislop this morning provided a quick overview of the main contenders. And the British trainers look to have quite a strong hand. Paddy Toomey, who's obviously got um, representatives in the um, Irish Derby as well. He's um, represented by French Claim in that race, uh, the horse that finished third behind Stone Age at Leopardstown at the start of May. But he has also got a couple of entries here, in particular La Petite Coco, um, who has done so well since joining the yard, won four of her last five starts. So she's going to be really interesting. From a, a sort of British-based perspective, the most fascinating horse is perhaps, well, there's two, Myastra who was so impressive when stepping up and winning by a wide margin, only at listed level in the Rothesay at air. But she looked like a group horse in a, in a listed race. She's really well related to my Oberon, et cetera. And this is a, a huge step up to group one level. But, you know, she's from William Haggis's yard. And so clearly that's the level that he thinks that she might be at and who's to argue. And Dream Loper this season at the age of five for Ed Walker has proved better than ever. There were signs of it at the back end of last season when she was third in the Sun Chariot um, behind Saffron Beach. She then came out and won narrowly in the Dahlia and then followed it up under a very good ride, well positioned by Kieran Schumach to win the Group 1 pre-Dispahan. So she's fascinating as well. It's an interesting pretty poly, I must say. I'm looking forward to watching it. So Nick will be back with you as usual on Monday morning and we'll bring you all of the fallout from the weekend's action where no doubt all eyes will be on Lezu for Rafe Beckett in the 205 at Newmarket on Saturday with Frankie Dettori aboard. Have a lovely weekend and thank you again for listening. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.